All right, folks. It is time once again for yet another episode of Fresh Juice, an indie game podcast. I am one of your hosts, Tommy Fresh, and joined, as always, on the other side is... Maddie Juice. What's going on, everybody? Glad to be here for another ep. We are approaching double-digit episodes, Tommy, so, you know, pretty pretty impressive. I don't think there's a lot of podcasts out there that have hit the double-digit mark, so I think uh, I think we're establishing ourselves as one of the best, you know? Yeah, I, I bring up the the whatever the stat all the time about like if you're consistently making a podcast you are making more podcasts than like 99 percent of all podcasts ever created so uh we're doing it man we're we're the one percent so uh lord knows we've started plenty and not gotten to 10 episodes (laughs) yes yes (laughs) you know you know it took it took us uh it took us to get into a groove I think yeah. to kind of get there, but Hey, listen, this is, this is climbing up to almost 10, you know, I mean, my other podcast, I just recorded episode 120 and 121 yesterday. Ooh. Ooh, double, double episode yesterday. It was fun, but I tell you what is also fun catching up with my cousin, Matt. How you doing, buddy? Yeah. What's new? How was your Thanksgiving? Oh man, uh, it was great. Yeah, I had the whole week off from work. I took a few extra days off, so um, yeah, it was it was really relaxing. I got uh, played plenty of games, which was cool. Um, Thanksgiving was awesome. Great food. Uh, we had uh, my in laws over for Thanksgiving, so that was nice. And uh, yeah, and then just a good weekend of football, you know. Uh, so that was that was great, <laughs> specifically with the Eagles, obviously. But yeah, no, it was it was like exactly what I needed for like the week off. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, you take time off of work and it ends up uh, things pop up and you don't really feel like you got uh, any time off of work, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so that last week was definitely like exactly what I needed with that. And then only a few more weeks to go until another break uh, around, you know. Christmas and, and New Year's, so I'm excited about that. But yeah, how was yours, Tommy? Mine was good. It was, you know, it, it was. It's I, I always find these these holidays to be a little bit stressful, but that's that's just me. But I did enjoy the Packers winning, which mm-hmm. was uh, which is a huge win. It kept us in the race. We're in the hunt for a playoff spot. We now we just got to beat the Chiefs. If we can beat the Chiefs, folks, listen, we're off to the races. We we can we can finish out the year. Uh, pretty strong. So we'll see. We'll yeah. see. But uh, yeah, no, it was fun. It was, it was a pretty low key week for me as well. Got to, you know, catch up on some stuff and, and get some stuff together for for some other podcast stuff and, and just life stuff as well. But I'm, I'm happy to be back into a normal swing of things this week, although it was going to be normal until today. My car started acting up. So Tomorrow oh, I got to bring it to the shop for the whole day, so that's kind of my day's shop. So, yeah, you know, uh, bummer. Nah, eh, what can you do? You know, just I'm just gonna junk it or something like that. And yeah. uh, you know, what, what they um, dust it. That's what they say in some some uh, online games, online competitive games. We can dust things that you don't need anymore, and you get yep dust. <laughs> Just like Hearthstone. You that's, know? That's, I think that's, that's where what, it comes from. Yeah. yeah, dust it, man. Just dust it. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. But uh, yeah, but I'm I'm glad that you had a good week. Obviously, we saw each other. We, we played a family football game. That was fun. 
Um, amazingly, my my knee hurt up until the game. Then we played the game, and my knee doesn't hurt anymore. So I don't know how that works because uh, <laughs> I was, like, stressed out. I was like, it's going to hurt more. I'm going to, like, not be able to walk for a couple months or whatever. And now I'm, like, I'm right as rain. I don't understand. <laughs> you know, that's the magic of the family football game. It just uh, things tweak in the right places, not the wrong places, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. But we got a great show for you all today. We're going hit, to hit a little bit of news, but then we're going to review a very interesting game called Checkmate Showdown, which is, uh, we'll get into it, but it's basically taking chess and a fighting game and making it one game. And it is very interesting. And I'm, I'm excited to hear your thoughts and, uh, and, and I guess hear my own. Uh, as well, which should be interesting. So, uh, do you want to do you want to catch us up on some news here, Matt? Yeah. Um, so, a pretty light week in terms of news. Uh, there was a news article about Dave the Diver again, uh, but I figured I would not throw that in here um, just because it just it's just repeating kind of the same stuff we talked about last episode. But this article in particular was very interesting. Um, so this MMORPG named Ethereal Echoes of Yore, um, they actually suffered a ransomware attack that affected all 17,000 player accounts that they had. Everyone lost all their items, all their progression, everything. Um, and so these hackers demanded like a Bitcoin ransom in order to, like, you know, uh, uh, decrypt kind of the the hack that they I guess had put on to their servers, and obviously, like in most cases, those you know those kind of um, hey you know pay us and we'll we'll decrypt it sort of things. Never they never decrypt it. You know no. they just get their payment and they just leave because it's all pretty much anonymous. Especially if they're asking for Bitcoin, that's like very hard to track um, or, or you know impossible to track. I guess. Um, so the game is still in early access, which is kind of the good news, because if this were to happen with like a AAA game or something that was already out, obviously, I think the outrage would be a lot more um, and uh, kind of a, a lot louder. Um, but the devs have said that they're going to once they, they get new servers, um, they're going to be restoring everyone's items eventually. Obviously, this could take a little bit of time, but still a really crazy story and definitely something um, that you know you need to keep your eye out for for any of the games that you like to play or you know the listeners like to play um, where this could happen I guess at any moment and you know this is 17,000 player accounts so it's not like it's a massive game like World of Warcraft or something like that but still that's a lot of people especially for an indie game um, and uh, yeah just uh, just a pretty pretty wild story what do you think about it Tom yeah, it's terrifying, right? And I'll talk about like a game that I'm going to recommend in the rec room, but like it also it has like kind of I guess in a way MMO e things going on. It's a mobile game, but and I put a lot of time into it already. Like, you know, I haven't been playing it a very long time, but I'm putting a lot of time and energy and if I lost all my progress, I would be devastated. Now, I think that being said, the developers, I'm sure, are just as devastated. And I, I, I don't know. I, I would feel so deflated, right? And I guess it is good that it was an early access, but like 17,000 player accounts, you wonder how much time each, like, or an average time per player account they put into the game already, even though it is early access. And you got to worry, right? I would say 
probably more than 50% of those players do not return to the game. Like when, when things kind of equal out, right. Because I know what it's like to lose progress on stuff. Like even in like a, like a normal video game, if like you didn't reach a really hard checkpoint and you did so much and you die and you had to go back like so far, or if you like, you know, I remember even back in the day playing Pokemon and like, something like my game boy would act up and I would lose all the progress. Like you just grinded a bunch of stuff before saving the game. You just, you're just like, ah, do I want to do that again? And you know, I, I can imagine a lot of these players feel that way. So I, I feel for the developers because that's terrifying because 17,000 off the bat is, is a great start, right? For a game losing half of that is going to be so brutal, but I, I hope for, for yeah. their sake, it does it. Maybe we'll review the game when it comes out uh, out of early access. Yeah, no, it could obviously yeah, definitely be a game that that we play. Um, and really, the crazy part about it, you know, and you're mentioning, you know, people not coming back to the game is that the devs, you know, it's required now to create a new account in order to play the game. So it's not even like they're going to be able to restore your account at any point. Mm-hmm. So you would have to somehow, you know, create a new account and then somehow let them know that that account is associated with your old account. And then that's how they're going to give you all these items. Like I'm not even too sure, but um, yeah. And then also like, you know, MMORPGs come out like all the time, I feel like, and and a lot of them are letdowns um, I would say, but getting 17,000 players in early access for an MMORPG is definitely great. It's just, it's unfortunate that this happened. And unfortunately, I think the fact that there were 17,000 people playing this is probably the reason it was targeted. Early access indie game maybe doesn't have the best security measures. Um, you know, kind of an easy target there. Uh, so yeah, I mean, hopefully no one's like payment information or anything like that was taken. It doesn't seem like it uh, based on the article, but still, uh, you know, you, you hate to see it, but hopefully they can, you know, rise from the ashes. And, and once they, they publish their game fully, all this sort of stuff is behind them. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll start playing early access, you know, maybe, you know, I feel, I feel bad, right? Like, and if it's, if they had 17,000 players, it must had something going for it. So hopefully uh, they bounce back from this, but uh, yeah, really unfortunate. Hey, hackers don't do that. All right. That's not like really cool. Um, But yeah, I tell you what is really cool though, Matt. Tell me the main squeeze our main review for the week, which is, as we mentioned at the top of the show, checkmate showdown. It is a, uh, a game fighting game slash chess game from Manavoid entertainment and bad res games, uh, or the developers. And then Manavoid entertainment, India asylum were the publishers and it's 1999. We got it for 15% off. We did, yes. Um, yeah, I accidentally put in there that we received the keys from developers. We did not. We actually paid for this one. Mm. Uh, but yeah, we got a 15% off. Unfortunately, I think that that uh, discount is ending today because mm. it's Cyber Monday. So by the time you guys hear this episode, it'll be a full 19.99. But still, we only, you know, we, what do we save? Like three bucks, something like that. Nothing mm-hmm. too crazy. So it's a, it's a game. And I guess the elevator pitch here, there's... So there's not a lot more than this is chess and it's a fighting game, right? So when I say fighting game, 
I don't mean like a brawler like Super Smash or anything like that. I'm I'm saying strictly Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, anything like that, right? This is this is what you're getting and it is uh yeah, it's a very interesting concept and it plays with a lot of the expectations of of both chess and fighting games and somehow combines it to a pretty fun experience, but let's talk about the gameplay and like our thoughts. So Yep. I'll let you start, Matt. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, like Tommy said, it's chess and it's a fighting game. It's very vanilla in in kind of both of those aspects, I would say. Uh, really, the thing right out of the gate for me that was kind of shocking in a way is that there is no tutorial or mm-hmm. anything. You just kind of get thrown right into the game. And I understand, you know, uh, most people know how to play chess. So I wasn't really looking for a tutorial on that sort of part. Um, but as far as all the other mechanics they introduce, like the fighting mechanics, like there's a tag assist mechanic where, you know, if you're, if, if someone engages, um, into a fight with you, you can choose to essentially have pieces that are nearby to your piece, kind of assist in your, in the fight. You can choose kind of like a tag assist. You'll, they'll pop in, they'll do a little bit of damage and then they'll pop right back out. So like those sort of things, I just had to figure out by playing. Um, which was, you know, I would appreciate, you know, uh, uh, some sort of tutorial, especially like a $20 game that's basically just chess where you could play chess, you know, you could play it for free on on the browser, right? You could play it chess anywhere. Um, so really, I'm you know, I'm paying $20 for the fighting aspect of this game. And uh, I just kind of felt like a tutorial would have been really helpful. And maybe it's something that they'll add in at some point. I know a lot of these indie games, you know, adding the tutorial and kind of the onboarding sort of stuff is, um, you know, it can kind of fall off the radar and not really be a high priority for them. Um, so I, I would have really liked that. I actually did look up a YouTube video as well because uh, I was just curious to see, like, what other people were kind of thinking. I, I just watched, like, one video, and that was the first comment the guy made. He's like, oh, no tutorial? So I know I'm, I'm kind of not alone with that. Uh, and then, yeah, as far as the rest of the gameplay, you know, um, the, the, the chess kind of portion of the game uh, is, is very, um, you know, straightforward. Uh, the fighting aspect, I, I find like it's, it's very simple. Uh, there's not a lot of like massive combos or anything. You're not going to be getting really the depth that like Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter has. Um, but there is like some, uh, there's a little bit of depth there. You're not just like, kind of um, just punching or just, you know, doing anything. There was a few different move sets. There's like a normal attack. You can grab and throw people. Uh, there's like an ultimate attack. If you initiate a fight with someone else, you get um, you get an ultimate attack right at the start of the fight. So it kind of gives you a little incentive to start fights, which is interesting. Um, as far as like the pawns, so the pawns don't fight. You don't actually fight like in a fighting game with the pawns, but every other piece you do fight with and, and each one kind of has their different abilities. Some are quicker, some are slower, some um, are beefier, you know, uh, whatever whatever it might be. So it doesn't get too in-depth there, but there is a little bit of variety with like the different, you know, if you're playing as the rook or the queen. We just played before we recorded this and clearly like the queen is one of the best pieces because I basically just spammed her for a <laughs> while and it was able to like win um, but you know, uh, you know, both, obviously both teams have a queen. So it's just a matter of like when you want to use her. Um, uh, so yeah, it, it's interesting to have like kind of the different pieces have different, a little bit different abilities as far as like the matchmaking, there is online matchmaking and then there is, um, you know, you can play against like a CPU. 
there's not a lot of people playing this game right now that I noticed. Uh, I checked on Steam charts, and like the all-time peak for players was like 82 players. Um, so it was kind of hard for me to find online matches. I found, I think, one when I first um, first started trying out the game. I found one online match. But after that, it was really hard for me to find it, so I just ended up playing against the CPU, which the CPU is still pretty good. You're not really going to get a lot of, like, really odd organic movements that you would normally get in, like, a fighting game online, but it still gives you enough to, to kind of enjoy yourself there. So... Um, yeah, and I'm just looking through, excuse me, all my notes right now. Um, one thing that I noticed as well is that damage will persist throughout your fight. So if you're fighting, you know, if you fight, you're fighting a rook, you defeat the rook, and then you go to fight the queen, you're going to have the same amount of health that you had at the end of that rook fight, um, so which is kind of interesting. You know, there's no really, like, healing mechanic or anything like that. Um, it's just kind of, uh, you know, making sure that you're, um, you know, you're, you're defending yourself enough so that you have enough health for the next fight if you have to do another one. Um, so, yeah, I, I have a few other notes, but before I kind of get into that, because um, it's kind of maybe later in the conversation, you know, what did, what did you think about the gameplay, Tom? Uh, yeah, so the gameplay alone is very smooth. It You know, I, I totally agree about the tutorial. I was, like, expecting something as soon as I booted it up and nothing happened. And I was like, okay, let me play this. And, you know, I'm just playing regular chess, like trying to <laughs> flexing the old muscle of playing chess. I haven't played chess in a long time. And I was a little bit confused because, like, at first I was like, well, why why are my pawns just killing the other pawns and not fighting? Because I had watched a video for the, like, uh, like a trailer for the game. And I was like, there's fighting in this. When, when does it happen? Did I, did I choose the wrong mode? And then, and then once I got past the pawn part, I understood that the the main pieces uh, all fought, and and the main pieces are uh, you know for those of you who don't know chess, king, queen, <laughs> bishop, rook, and knight, and uh, they all all both rooks play the same, or both sets of rooks play the same, both sets of of knights play the same, so on and so forth, and. It was it was challenging because you realize that you can't just be really good at chess, right? Yeah. The equalizer is is being good at fighting games. Now, being good at chess helps you gain an edge in the fighting aspect. Uh, it doesn't completely, you know, because you get those those assists, right? That you said. So the assists happen. Like, let's say I was going to take your your rook. But that rook is also in a spot where the queen and a bishop can can attack whatever ends up in that spot. So you get to choose between the queen and the bishop to be your assist. So it's a nice little edge that you can get in the game to have a little bit of an assist. Now, it doesn't make up for any inadequacies you have as a fighting game player. So mm -hmm. you do have to be a good fighting game player. Like this is... This is checks or chess second for for all intents and purposes here. Now, that being said, the one thing I would say is this has as much replayability as chess does to you, right? Uh, a lot of people play chess all the time, right? A lot of yeah. people never even want to touch it. So if you are someone who really likes chess, I would 
probably recommend checking this out, but you have to also be into fighting games, right? So it's a really interesting idea here, right? They're taking two genres or two basically kinds of games and bringing it together. And it's this weird combination. I think it narrows down. You got to find like the one kind of person who likes mm-hmm. chess and fighting games, which is which is tough. Although I will say, if you are into fighting games, I think you can play this and, and have a good time because the chess aspect, you just learn it and then, you know, it ends up not mattering as much, right? And uh, the checkmate, you have to kill the king. You, you, you don't just get checkmate. You have to... There are some rules where if the, the king is in a spot where he can get hit, like if he's in check for a certain amount of time, I think a couple turns, it's an automatic lose or something like that. And yeah, it, it's, it was yeah. interesting, right? Like I, I was like, okay, this is really cool. Like I like fighting games enough and I like chess enough that I can enjoy this a, a couple times, but you know, <clears throat> not a lot changes. There's not a lot of like upgrades. There's not a, I mean, I don't think there's any upgrades really. And, you know, you have a couple different modes and it's kind of interesting, right? So on the main screen in the bottom corner, it says, learn more about chess at chess.com, right? It's like, okay, yeah, get better at chess, loser. But it, there's nothing there for fighting games. Yeah. Right? It's like, you, so this is, it's very clearly a fighting game first that just happens to have this chess element. So if if that's something you're interested, in, I, I would check it out. But yeah, that's that's where where I'm at for the gameplay. Yeah, um, you know, I think you bring up good points, and yeah, I actually I didn't even realize that they didn't kind of like promote anything for getting better at fighting games because uh, I did see the chess.com thing. And that's a good point. Um, and yeah, I I, uh, I think you like mentioned this, but um, I, I saw that if you have 20 consecutive turns pass without combat. Uh, there's something called the final showdown that kicks in and you enter like a series of battles with all the remaining pieces and that will quickly like decide who wins. Um, so just, just making sure that you don't end up in like a stalemate or anything like that. So it's very like that kind of drives home that it's very much a, a fighting game first and a chess game second, because you can't just play chess and expect to win. Like it forces you to have fights at some point. Um, so yeah, uh, definitely really interesting um, kind of uh, mix of genres, and that's what we keep kind of keep seeing on the show too, right? Is that like um, I, developers are kind of starting to innovate now by mixing up genres, which is awesome because you know sometimes you get something that maybe doesn't work that great, but then sometimes you'll kind of get something like I, I would say like for this game, like there's definitely an audience for a game like this. Um, you know, like you said, you have to kind of be into fighting games and chess at the same time. Um, but I would say even just like a fighting game enthusiast would probably enjoy this game, uh, because you can always learn chess, right? Like chess is that kind of like, you know, evergreen game that like just has been around forever and it's just kind of timeless. Um, so you can always kind of learn chess, but if you want to learn the specific, you know, mechanics of this fighting game, you know, obviously you would have to play it because it's, it is slightly different than like, um, you know, Street Fighter or like Killer Instinct or, you know, Mortal Kombat and things like that. Now, in terms of like the fighting mechanics, though, and I know we're still talking about gameplay, and I'm curious uh, to kind of what you think, and I just added some of these questions here. Um, you know, are 
are is adding fighting game mechanics to this game like enough to carry it past just being chess like what i i'm kind of thinking and and you kind of mentioned like like upgrades and things like that like should these developers be leaning more into the non-traditional kind of chess mechanics like fighting you know should there be power-ups should there be upgrades should there be obstacles that like knock over you know that that mess with the chess board itself before you even get into fighting you know um should something different happen based on the piece that you end up defeating or the you know maybe the piece that you're using to defeat like if you defeat a rook with like a bishop does something different happen than if you defeated a knight with a rook or something like that you know um, so yeah, I, I think that there is potential here, um, and especially for like the esports side of the game, right? Like, are there going to be? Is there going to be like an esports side eventually? I'm not too sure. It's it's a little early to tell now, and and the game is just too small right now. I think player base wise, but I could see this potentially growing to have like an esports side. Um, you know, if the fighting game community can kind of buy into it. But yeah, I'm curious as far as like the you know. Are the fighting mechanics enough to kind of carry the game? You know, what what do you think about that? So I think it's worth noting that the fighting mechanics are very clean, as far as I can tell, right? I think this is a very well-made fighting game, right? However, I know, and from what I've what I've learned about fighting games is it's it's it doesn't it can't be just black and white, right? It can't just be two things fighting. It has to be something you care about, right? You got, like, uh, you know, not to bring it back to my other podcast, but like Flesh and Blood is a trading card game where you have a hero and a lot of people identify with the heroes that they, they build a deck with, right? And there's a lot of that in fighting games as well. Like, I'm a Ryu main. I'm I'm a, uh, a Scorpion main or whatever. And this does not have that, right? It's It's very vanilla. And, and I wonder if the very clean and well-made fighting game mechanics are enough to carry it, uh, you know, into a realm where people are going to want to keep playing it and, and get even better at it because I bring it up in the visual side, but like the, the night that you're playing on, on the, the, I guess instead of black and white in this, it's, it's yellow and purple. The night that you're playing on the yellow side or orange side or whatever is the exact same mechanics and and moves and and idea as the knight that is playing on the purple side. So there's no there's no differenti- differentiating there, and I, I think that that's going to be a hindrance for the game going forward because people want people want variety. I mean, look at even Smash Brothers is is a brawler, but like. People want more and more characters and more and more mechanics, and, and and that's just what people want. So it's it's going to be hard. You can't just carry it on 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 just the face value uh, alone. So yeah. that that's that's my take on it. Yeah, no, that's a great point, and you know that kind of goes into like the potential that I think this game has, where it doesn't, you know, something, let's say there were new characters, right? Like with the Knights, um, let's say there were new characters that had different fighting moves, but they were still classified as a Knight. So when mm-hmm. you actually use them on the chessboard, they move the same as a Knight, you know, like, obviously I don't think they can get like huge licensing deals like, like Fortnite has, or, you know, anything like that, but it could be cool to have like, 
yeah, maybe a uh, a really cool looking knight, you know, that maybe you have to earn with like credits after playing a certain amount of games or winning a certain amount of games. And it looks awesome, and he maybe he has a few different moves when he, you're actually fighting, but then he still behaves like a knight on the chessboard. I think they could do that with every piece on the board. Um, and then even potentially, you know, getting those pawns involved maybe a little bit. Maybe there's a, uh, a special pawn piece that actually fights, you know, or yeah. something like that, which would be really cool. Um, you know, he's like really short or whatever. I'm just, you know, really fast, whatever, whatever <laughs> he wants to be. Um, but yeah, I think I, I know, I know we're, we're really talking a lot about the gameplay with this game, but that's because for this one, it's mostly gameplay, yeah, right? It's all, like it's all it is. <laughs> yeah. It's like just purely gameplay. Um, but I know, uh, you know, we need to tackle the story here. If there is a story, yeah, so Tom, well, well, let us know. <laughs> there's no story here, but, uh, you know, and I, actually I just wanted to touch on like what you were saying about like having some different options as, as each piece. Right. I, I do think that's a great idea because that, that would, that would take this game to the next level. Actually, I believe like if, if each, let's say the King is always the King, right? But you got five different options as Queens, you got five different options of bishops, yada, yada, yada. All of a sudden the building your, your chessboard for a match is, is huge, right? Because there's, there's differences in how these play. They'll all play similarly. I would, I would, I would like a guess. Like you can't make yeah. like them too different because then it's like too hard to predict how it's going to um, play out. The balancing would be a nightmare. But I, I, I do think that you're you're onto something there. But you're also onto something by saying there's no story because there is none. Right? This is just a ch- this is just chess and fighting. You can create a, a story in your head if you want. That king hates the other one. That's the story of chess, right? You, you know, you you just you just trying to take over a different one. Did you catch up? Did you did you uh, hit any uh, any story that I that I missed? No, no, uh, yeah, definitely no story. Um, I was thinking it would be cool to have a story mode to explain maybe why the pieces are fighting, and because you know. When you when you kind of take chess and make it a fighting game, you're kind of personifying those those pieces, right? So it's like there's got to be some sort of story of how why do they have legs? You know, like what happened? Even if it was really silly or really funny, whatever it is, I think that could be cool. Obviously, you know, I think for an indie game to to also add a story in here, that's probably a lot of extra work, mm-hmm. voice acting, maybe and all that sort of stuff. But um, I think it, it has potential. Like this is one of those games where. You know, typically when a game doesn't have story, I'm like, okay, like I understand, you know, it doesn't need a story. This one, I think it could be really cool if it had a story. Like I would actually like if it had a story. Um, But yeah, there's definitely, there's no story, no lore, nothing like that that I found um, while I was playing. Yeah. Well, my favorite part of, of a lot of fighting games that I've played recently is always the arcade mode or story mode or whatever. And there's none of that. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I always think of like Injustice. Uh the yeah. first Injustice had a great arcade story mode, right? And then we actually had an arcade mode and a story mode. And like this doesn't have either, right? So there's no even like different styles of chessboards you gotta like fight through. So I, I think these are things that like like we're looking at like a really great base of a game that really could be expanded on. Right. Yeah. If it, and obviously it would take resources and time, and we understand that that's not always the the case. But I mean, I, I don't know. I, I know some indie games. We I mean, we know some indie games that we discovered at like packs like 
six years ago that are still in development because they want it to be as perfect as it can be. Uh, look at a U bomb sorters. Um, (laughs) but, uh, you know, yeah, but that's the story, but let's talk about the visuals. And I hinted at, at it initially. And my, my main problem with the visuals, and it's the only problem I I really have because I actually kind of like the vibe. It looks pretty cool, especially on the board. The board, it's just like a cool neon looking chessboard. I think, uh, and the, the, the character design is really neat. Kind of like that the the night kind of like teleports and stuff like that like they all have their own personality which i really enjoy but uh two things actually one i would have liked more boards more customization perhaps i think that that is something that like even even just like the baseline like oh you know here's a jungle board or something like that i know it's been done a million times but it's nice that's why it's been done a million times right yeah and my my biggest gripe though is is so when the purple side and the orange side they fight let's say your knight tries to take their knight and then you go into a knight versus knight fight i found it easy to f- like start looking at the wrong knight because oh yes it's the exact same character design just the the colors different and you would think that would be enough but it's not like i i think that they should have done a completely different character design for one of the sides right like it, they could function totally the same in terms of mechanics but it just should look different because i don't know it, it, it was uh it was throwing me for a loop <laughs> so yeah. uh that's that's just what i what i found but other than that i think it, i mean it looks it's, it's a nice looking game kind of like the graphics too and and the the fighting and, yeah. You know, like it's very clear what you're doing if you're actually blocking or countering or, or anything like that, and in uh, comboing, it 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 looks clean and, and it feels very clean as well. But that was my biggest gripe is like I keep looking at the wrong character. <laughs> yeah, no, that that also kept happening to me as well. Um, yeah, so maybe even if they just. I don't know. Um, yeah, somehow just made the other side look a little bit different or, you know, whatever it is. I also think that, like, like orange and yellow and purple aren't, like, traditionally kind of those, like, you know, good good guys versus bad guys colors. Like, usually it's, like, red or blue or, like, maybe yellow and blue. So I think, like, I don't know, maybe, like, the orange and purple is just kind of throwing me off uh, also a little bit, even though they are pretty different colors. Um but yeah, I really did enjoy like the character design. It's kind of almost like futuristic looking sort of characters, which is interesting. Um, you don't really get that vibe too much when you're looking at the chessboard, I would say. Um, but then when you actually go into the fights, you get obviously a little bit more detail on those characters. They're not like insanely detailed, anything like that, but they don't really need to be because they're chess pieces that are, you know, have legs and arms. Um, and then also I noticed like some of the animation, and I think this is intentional. I don't think it's more on the performance side, but some of it, was like a little stop motiony. Mm-hmm. Um, like I kind of noticed when like the fights would start, or or even just like during the fights, you kind of got that little stop motion vibe, which I thought was pretty cool. And I would almost want them to maybe lean into that a little bit more. Um, you know, it could be really interesting to just kind of see all the different animations they can come up up with with like stop motion. And then you bring up a great point about like the actual chess boards. Um, so I was actually thinking about Hearthstone because they do a really great job with their boards. 
um, for, you know, when, when you're obviously playing Hearthstone. Um, but it, basically in each corner, they have like, you know, they maybe have like a little waterfall and then there's a jungle, but you can also interact with it. So like while you're playing the card game, maybe you're waiting for the opponent to go. You can like click on the, the birds and they'll like fly away or like hit the drum over on like the top left side. And like you can like play the drum a little, you know, just like stupid little stuff like that, that I think you could easily do in this game. Um, you know, well, I guess I won't say easily because I'm not a developer, but I think you could do it in this game, um, especially when you're waiting for your your opponent to go. You can just kind of dilly dally a little bit um, because I did find myself like, okay, I just made my move. Now I'm just going to kind of sit here and just see what the opponent does, and you know, it could take them 30 seconds, it could take them five seconds, you know, whatever it is. So it would be nice to just kind of um, you know, kill a little bit of time, especially in, in this day and age where I feel like everybody's got like fidget spinners and fidget cue, you know, you just need a little something to do while you're waiting. Um, but yeah, no, I think overall the art was, was pretty solid. Um, it was, it was interesting, which I thought, uh, you know, was great. Like it's, it's, I guess it's very easy for me to think that like a chess game, you know, it'll be kind of like boring looking in a way because it's just chess. Um, so I think they did a good job kind of making it interesting with the vibrant colors and, you know, the different types of animation that they have. Uh, so, yeah, I think overall, like, I, I was pretty pleased with the art. Um, and, uh, you know, I'd like to see – I would like to see them expand on it more. It's kind of the the story of this game, right? It's like I want I want to see more. I want to see more courses or more, more chess boards. I want to see maybe even – you know, maybe this is getting into, like – uh, kind of having having different abilities for some of the different characters, but like maybe there's a different king. Like maybe the kings are different, and then that kind of influences what the rest of those boards look like. So like I'm the jungle king, so all my stuff looks jungle. You're the desert king, all your stuff looks desert. You know whatever it is, it's all the same move sets and all that stuff. But something like that could be really cool, and it could tie into the courses and the chess boards as well, um, which would be awesome. So yeah, definitely potential there. But I, I did enjoy the art overall. Yeah, yeah, I you know, the more I talk about this game, the more I realize that this is almost like, you know, hey, this is a nice concept, and it's almost like they want to like sell it to something bigger, right? Yeah, like I mean, like it would be smart for them to do that because what they got at the core, this feels like, like uh, like the first run at it, except they really made it polished, and then they didn't add any of the fluff. Sometimes fluff is whatever. It doesn't do anything to a game. But this is a game that I think really needed it. So, very interesting. Uh, and then, I think uh, sound. And, and, you know, obviously the the sound design was fine. You know, it's like typical, like, you know, whatever. Like, fighting game sounds, slaps, and <laughs> punches. I Actually, you know, one day I want to play a fighting game that has just, like, uh, slapstick noises. Like, you know, like old time. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, like a Wilhelm scream. <laughs> yeah, yeah like that. That would be amazing, actually. So, uh, if you're listening, and we know you are, please do that for us. Um, but yeah, it's it though. Like, I think the actual sound effects were pretty great. And my only issue with the sound is uh, not a lot of variety in in music. Right? It's 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 the same thing, and and it kind of this is all coming back to this idea that this is a very just basic game right it's like not a lot of bells and whistles sometimes you don't need a lot of bells and whistles i mean i the amount of time i i, I spent playing line rider 
on on browser <laughs> back in the day. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> like that Great throwback. Game. It's so yeah. good. <laughs> I still watch TikToks <laughs> of that game. Um, but yeah, I mean that's my 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 only complaint. It's, it certainly sounds great. I like the you know theme music and how it changes up a little bit for the game and and but it's just you know if 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 they want you to keep playing this eventually it's going to feel a little bit monotonous like here in the year 2023 right this isn't like like you should have some variety in your music right so yeah. that's where i'm at with the sound yeah uh definitely agree and i think it ties in nicely with like you know if you had different boards they could have different uh, you know, a lot of different boards that have really strong themes. They can have different music that's involved with those as well. Different characters, you know, have different music based maybe when they're fighting, whatever it is, different sound effects, all that sort of stuff. Um, one thing I did like about the sound um, uh, was basically when like you start a fight, it almost reminded me, it wasn't exactly like it, but it almost reminded me of like a Pokemon fight where it's just like, you know, like I'm just like, Oh God, I'm going in, you know? Like, so that was cool. You know, maybe like lean into that a little bit more and make it like a little bit more intense. So like, Oh my God, I'm about to start this fight. Um, but yeah, no, I think overall, like the music was fine. You know, it was kind of like, uh, you know, since we didn't, we have, we, you know, we weren't playing it for like 20, 30 hours or like as much as like people typically would like, I guess, play chess, you know, they're maybe playing every day. So it, the sound never annoyed me, but I could definitely see that like, if it's the similar kind of music every single time, you're going to kind of get sick of that at some point. So hopefully they make some updates, add a few new tracks in there. I know, you know, um, uh, we, we talked last episode about like how AI could potentially help. Maybe there's some great, um, you know, uh, maybe there's some great like composers out there that can can work for cheap. But if you don't really have a lot of the money, AI is is also an option to just add a little bit more variety in there. But um, yeah, I, I think overall the sound, um, you know, it, it did its job, but it, it could obviously be improved. Um, but I know I know when you talk about performance. And did you play this on, you played it on PC because it's only on PC, obviously. Did you have any sure major issues? No, nothing that I really noticed. Um, I had some issues when we first started playing earlier with my audio interface, but I think that was it. So actually, which which makes me think that maybe I should make an apology to the Invincible because that might have been my own equipment that was kind of <laughs> screwing me there. But um, sorry, uh, but I don't think it affected the game too much. Uh, yeah, no, no performance issues on my end. You? Yeah, no, no, ran ran really well. Like I said, like the stop motion stuff, I think is intentional. So like I didn't, you know, I wasn't kind of um, saying that was any performance issues. But I actually, I didn't, I did play the PC. Obviously, the the Steam version. That's the only version that's out. But um, I played it through my phone using the Steam Link app because of something that I'll mention in the rec room later that I picked up on sale um, that uh, helps me play things on my phone. Um, so, and that worked really well, you know, that obviously has more to do with like my internet and making sure that I can stream the game from my computer to my phone, but it, it ran really well. Um, you know, when you're playing a game like, like chess and, and kind of fighting, you don't really need it to be like super precise, like an FPS or anything like that. So it ran super well, even through the steam link. So if you're thinking about kind of relaxing on the couch or something and playing this, this sort of game to kill some time on your phone, it did work well through, through the steam link. So yeah, performance was good. Cool, cool, cool. Now that brings us to the rating. Our ratings are as follows, as they have always been. Uh, your highest rating is a certified fresh juice. After that, a steal. 
then you got get on sale then you got the manager's special and then finally spoiled milk which nobody wants at all so maddie my friend what yeah. do you give checkmate showdown okay so everything we've talked about um you know it seemed like there was a lot of good there but i'm giving this a manager special all right and and the main reason for that it's it's not really because of like the core of the game is bad it's just it's $20 for a chess game with some basic fighting elements in it um and you know so i'm kind of looking at this as like a fighting game right uh because you can play chess for free really anywhere um and there's not a very large player base like i mentioned it was like 82 players max and i think for a lot of fighting games People want to compete online. You know, that's a huge part of it. You don't always want to be going up against these computers because they're going to kind of just give you those similar patterns and all that sort of stuff. You want variety when you're playing a fighting game. So I just think $20 is a lot for that. Um, so, you know, I was kind of trying to think of like a, what a fair price would be. I was I was teetering between like getting like on sale and manager special here, but I just went with manager special because I think, you know, if you picked up this game for like three bucks for three to five dollars, like it would be worth it. But I just feel like uh, for me, there's just not enough there. But, you know, throughout this whole episode, we've given a ton of ideas. And I think this this game has a ton of potential. So if they ever implement that sort of stuff, you know, maybe we'll see an update to some of these scores because it really is close to on sale for me. And if if they made a lot of these changes that we mentioned, it could even be a steal at some point, you know, if, it, if it's still 20 bucks. So, um, yeah, but I think at the current state of the game, for me, it's a manager special. But what are you thinking, Tom? So this is going to be the first game that I have a sliding scale on Okay. On what you should do, like how you should view this game. I think if you are a fighting game fanatic who happens to be like, you know, like knows chess enough, I would say this is a good on sale, right? Like a $10 game is like probably where I would like love to see it. If you're like me, a fair weather chess player, fair weather fighting game player, this is this is a manager special, right? This is this is there's not a lot there. It's challenging and it is fun. I think it is well done, but like all the reasons we said could be, you know, it for for fair weather players like myself and yourself, we need the fluff, right? To want yeah. us to make like continue to play this, and you know the arcade like the arcade like playing against computer can only be so so much fun. You know, I I actually didn't have a ton of problems finding a match. I I did both random match and and rank match, and and I found them pretty quickly. But you know, you can't like if 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 that player base falls short, all of a sudden you're just stuck playing the computer, which isn't as fun. And then I will say this would be if you, I, I will almost say if you're a huge chess player and one but don't play fighting games, I would this is a spoiled milk for you because that is one thing that I found very frustrating as someone who knows chess enough, but like I still like fighting games, so like it was wasn't that big of a deal. But like if you're just like a chess player and you're like oh yeah like. My opponent sucks. Like I'm, I'm like totally destroying them, and then they just kill your king because because they were better at the fighting game. I would be so mad. So like, if you if yeah. you do not go into this say, 
oh yeah, I'm, a, I'm like, I'm like a grandmaster of chess. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. So, but, yeah. but for me, it is, 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 is a manager special. And I think maybe it should be a mobile game, right? I, Ooh, yeah. I think that would be a, a way better place uh, for, for this game to live. But I, I think a, a valiant effort and certainly a really great starting point here. And I would love to see them expand on it or even like take it, take it to a bigger studio because I think what they have like makes a lot of sense. Right. And say, Hey, listen, it, we, this is all we could do. We need, yeah. we need the rest. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I, yeah, it's super like interesting with this game. Cause I feel like, you know, we're, we're giving these like lower kind of scores, but we also see the potential in the game and like, it's 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 uh it just there's so much hope kind of around a lot of the mechanics and all that sort of stuff uh so yeah it's just a really kind of interesting um you know we haven't had a review like this at least you know from my end Mm -hmm. where i've like felt like this about a game but i still am not like recommending it to people so yeah i think that's a great point also about like uh, you know if you're a a gung-ho chess player you know this game is blending genres but the genres are still pretty separate in terms of like if you want to win, you need to be good at kind of both of those things. It's not just, you know, it's not like, uh, like Leica, uh, you know, it's, it's blending the, uh, Metroidvania and like, a like kind of trials, like motor bike sort of game, but you don't necessarily need to be really good at like a Metroidvania or a motorbike game to like be good at that game. You can like understand that game kind of separately. This one is like, they're not super blended these genres together, but the, um, you know, so if you're, if you're not good at one of them, not good at fighting or chess, you're going to definitely feel that when you're playing the game. Uh, so yeah, no, I, I think, uh, I'm, I'm glad we were on the same page. I wasn't sure how you were feeling about it because of everything that we just said, right? It just, yeah. like, it, you know, it just, I, I wasn't a hundred percent sure, but it, it's good to know we're on, you know, similar wavelength there. Well, I, I love talking about games like this cause there's so much to talk about. Right. And yeah, and you know, and I, as we talk to each other, I'm I'm coming up with more ideas about what this game is, and I'm just realizing this. I was like, why? What does this feel like? It feels like you bought a fighting game and then you played it, and then you went into the side menu. And you're like, oh, they got mini games too. Oh, there's a chess game, and then that's yeah. what this is. It's a mini game in a better fighting game. So, yeah. you know, it's it's interesting. It's very interesting. So. Uh, we do have some listener questions, folks. First one coming from Kmore. Yes, from Kmore. Which is, why is an indie game like Lethal Company outselling COD on Steam? COD, for those of you who don't know, is a fish. It's also Call of Duty. Yes. Um, so, uh, for those who don't know, like Lethal Company is this like newer game that has come out that is a... I think it's on sale right now for like eight bucks um and it's a kind of like a co-op survival game almost like among us sort of in a way the clips are really funny with the game um you know it's like uh you know one person's kind of controlling uh, at least from the clips i've seen one person is like kind of controlling you know doors opening up so like i saw this clip of just like you know you're looking at a screen your your friend is telling you to like open open d4 the d4 opens up they walk in there and then he's like, close D4, you know, close D4. Cause like, <laughs> there's like a creature in there or something. So you got, you got to close it. And then like you close it and he's like, oh, okay. All right. We're good. And then he's like, open D4, you know, cause there's something else in the room that he was like, just in. So it seems like really funny and definitely 
that are definitely like a streamer friendly kind of game, I would say. Um, so Kmore, yeah, Kmore's asking, why is an indie game like Lethal Company outselling Call of Duty, specifically the newest Call of Duty, um, on Steam? And I think um, I think one one big reason is uh, price point, right? So like a game that's like you know, Call of Duty is like notoriously expensive and rarely ever really goes on on any good sales. Um, so being able to you know, um, especially since this is kind of like a party game in a way, right? Where you're going to play with friends. You know, if I pick this up, chances are I could easily get like four or five of my friends to also pick it up for eight bucks, and then we could, you know, all play it together. For Call of Duty, I could maybe get one of my friends to pick up Call of Duty, and then even then it's going to be a really hard sell because it's like 60 or 70 bucks. And how much of it are we actually going to play? So I think that's a big reason. Um, it's just the price point and just the ease of, of, of getting into the game. And I also just think, uh, you know, with this game kind of being like a streamer friendly game and I, I've seen it like all over TikTok, um, you don't really see that with Call of Duty uh, too much these days because there's like a million of them. Um, so people don't really care to like share these new clips. But I, I've seen like so many people um, talking about Lethal Company, so many people being like, what is this game? Uh, it looks really interesting. And I think this is almost like a bigger question too is like why – why do indie games outsell AAA games, you know, as, as often as they do? I would say it's like decently often, um, you know, that that we're we're talking about this indie game that has really blown up and and sold a bunch of you know uh, I don't know five million copies or whatever it might be. Um, so yeah, I think uh, a big reason for Lethal Company, a big two reasons are, are price point as well as um, just uh, being essentially a memeable game where you're able to easily be shared and, you know, so many people are finding out about it. Uh, so I think those are the the two big reasons, but i um, curious to know what you think, Tom. Uh, yeah, you, you kind of, I mean, when you said eight bucks, like, as soon as you said it was eight bucks, I was like, well, there you go. Um, yeah, yeah it, it, you know, price point is huge. And then, you know, Call of Duty, it's the same <laughs> shit every single time. I mean, like I haven't played ones in 10 years. So, you know, obviously I know they've, they've, newer stuff with it but it's just who cares right like and like the bigger studios they keep doing the same thing over and over again because it's a safe bet right oh, it's gonna make a ton of money why not like look, look at madden right madden <laughs> it's not that game's not changing <laughs> football's not changing some rules change but football's not changing it's just gonna be updated graphic and up, updated players right yeah. Well, they're going to add a fighting game mechanic actually to the new Madden. So whenever you tackle someone, it goes in the fighting mode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hey, listen, I'm I'm down to bring back some NFL blitz too. Yeah, oh I'm, yeah. I'm, uh, oh man. But, you know, it's just it's it's kind of like like movies. Like people get fatigued on on different things. Like you're seeing it with superhero movies, right? Nobody nobody cares, right? I like like it used to be such an event that a superhero movie came out now, like, yeah, like the, the people who are really into it are going to talk about it. And it's kind of like a return to form. And I think that's what we're seeing here with, with like this example of lethal company, um, which I had actually not heard of until right now. So I'm gonna have to check that out as soon as we're done this, this podcast, because it does sound fun and yeah. And being fun to play with friends at $8, it's like, it's a no brainer. And I think like, yeah. And if you look at it from a, a, a larger scheme too, I think the, the push of, of triple a games to the $70 price point, it definitely has hurt. 
uh, you know, in the past couple of years, because there's only so many games you can buy for that because people are starting to realize that I'm not getting a lot. Like I'm, I'm playing this game a couple of times, putting it down. I wasted $70. Right. So, uh, that would be it, but it's a great question. Okay. More, um, next question comes from our carp 11, who I know pretty well. What do you think would cause an indie game to flop? Good question. Another great one. Um, so yeah, just, uh, without getting like too, too much into it. Um, I actually think kind of all the, uh, all of the, segments or i guess like things that we cover in our review right gameplay story visual sound and music performance you know we had a question a few weeks ago about like which which of those like rank them in 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 order of like priority right of just like what's most important to make a great indie game you know is the gameplay story visuals music performance so gameplay is always number one if your game isn't going to have great gameplay it's going to flop like just hands down if it doesn't have good replayability if it's not interesting it's going to flop if it doesn't, if it's trying to have a story. So that's the thing as well is like, if it's trying to have these sort of things like story, like not every game, you know, the one we just reviewed, um, it doesn't have a story. I'm not taking away points from it because it doesn't have a story, but if you're a game that's trying to have a story and it just falls flat, it just is not interesting. It's something we've heard a million times, um, you know, similar maybe to like Cuisineer, right? Where like, we've heard this story before, um, you know, we've heard it in Moonlighter. Um, we've heard it in, uh, I, I think Hades is similar to also similar to Cuisineer in a way. Um, so like we've kind of heard those sort of stories before. So that kind of made it so that story fell flat. Um, so I think, yeah, there, uh, there's like multiple issues or multiple things that can make an indie game, cause an indie game to flop. But I think gameplay is number one. Um, and then, uh, I would say performance is probably number two. If your game isn't going to run well, no one's going to play it. So that's really going to cause it to flop. But I think for things like story, visuals, and sound and music, um, you know, they're they're not really going to cause the game to flop because there are also some things that, and at least in my opinion, that could be updated um, or, or, or changed eventually, especially a lot of indie games that maybe come out in early access that try to address all those things. Maybe it's the visuals aren't great at the beginning, but they start to get better over time or the sound and the music is really basic at first, but then it gets better over time. Maybe the story is not too interesting. God knows I've played plenty of early access games that don't really, they have very minimum story, but then by the time they come out, there's a whole campaign and a whole story. I know, um, you know, Grounded is one of those. I don't know if I would consider that indie, but Grounded is one of those games where when I first played it, it barely had any story. And now when you play it, it has a full-fledged story that's really interesting. Um, so I think for me, like gameplay and performance, if those two things fail, that thing is a big flop. Uh, but what what do you think, Tom? Yeah, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head there. I, you know, I think when you look at indie games in general, it's it's more flop than not right it's it's just the nature of it because like there's only so much you know quote-unquote shelf space for for these games right and and the 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 cream of the crop is always going to rise right i I think that's just always going to like it it it's so important to have everything firing on all cylinders with these games like cocoon is a great example right you know that is had the visuals it had the the you know the puzzle it was it was accessible it was on 
plat like different platforms is another huge thing, right? Like one of the, one of the biggest things I know it's hard, right? And I understand that from talking to developers at like PAX and stuff like that. That like sometimes it's just going to take time to get something on the Switch, but sometimes you just got to have it on the Switch, especially like off the bat, right? Because you know, but not everybody has a a, a good PC kind of. Uh, set up or whatever so you know and and they want to play on xbox or, or whatever so it's tough but uh yeah that's that's you know pretty much it but uh thank you for the questions k more and our carp 11 yeah change that name soon um <laughs> let's get to the rec room where we recommend something that maybe is not an indie game what do you have to recommend this week you hinted at it i think we both hinted at our rec room Yes. Um, yeah, I did give a little teaser earlier. Um, so I was playing Checkmate Showdown, as I mentioned, through my Steam Link app on my phone. And I was able to control it by using a backbone, which I actually have right here. So if you're watching the, the YouTube stream uh, mm. or the YouTube podcast. So this is essentially, I mean, like it's it's not anything groundbreaking. These these This backbone thing has been around for a while. There's other versions of it, but I know Backbone has been kind of one of the premier companies to create sort of this, uh, basically turning your phone into like a switch in a way, right? Where you're um, putting your phone in between these two different kind of Joy-Con things. Uh, and then, you know, for me, this is really just a, um, uh, a huge difference versus like using something like I have something where you can take like an Xbox controller and you put your phone kind of above it. So you're, you're using like a legit controller. But I find it way easier, especially after getting so used to the Switch, to just have the controls on both sides of my phone. And the great thing about the Backbone as well, I got it for 30% off. I, unfortunately, I think by the time this episode comes out, that sale is going to be gone. Um, so it was like 70 bucks. It's normally 100 bucks. I've had my eye on it for a few years. They never had one for Android until like I think past like year or so, year or two. Um, so And I have an Android phone, so... I picked it up. I was like, finally, I see it on sale. I want it. And I've been using it quite a bit. Uh, but really the thing that I think sets this back, you know, it's called Backbone, obviously, if you haven't picked that up. Uh, uh, but the thing that kind of sets them apart is that they have an app, a Backbone app. So there's a button on the controller. There's like a big orange button right there that you can um, you can hit at any point and it opens up. It kind of opens up the app as like an overlay, almost like the Xbox guide or like something you might use, like, you know, the PlayStation guide that kind of shows you your settings and all your games and all that stuff. So I was able to take a look at, like, all the games I already had on my phone show up right there. And then there's a bunch of, there's a huge library of games that are either on the Google Play Store or you can stream it through, like, the Xbox Cloud. So I actually played, um, what did I load up? I loaded up some game. Uh, I think it was Lies of P., uh, which is like that Souls-like that, you know, I've mentioned a few episodes ago. I played it like through the Xbox cloud and it worked pretty well. I was just sitting in bed on my phone playing like Lies of P. But mainly I've been playing like Google Play games, Retro Bowl. I know we love Retro Bowl, so I've been playing a good amount of that. Uh, I even downloaded Madden and I didn't even realize like Dead Cells is on the Google Play Store. I got that. Uh, Moonlighter's on the Google Play Store. I got that. Um, and I actually, uh, was able to like subscribe, uh, or I did like six months, it's like a dollar a month for the first six months of like the Google play pass. It's just like the Apple arcade, but it's on the Google store. Um, so I've got that for six months. So I'm going to try out as many games as I can. And who knows, maybe another rec room 
will be some mobile game that uh, that I've uh, discovered on 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 the Google Play Store. But yeah, that's it for me. That's the backbone is my recommendation. But speaking of mobile games, Tom, I think you might have something to bring up here. I do, uh, I do. I uh, so well. First of all, that sounds really cool. And you said like it wasn't always for Android. Was it for iOS as well, or? Yeah, uh, yeah, so the they first came out with like the iPhone version, and they only had that for a few years. And like Android, it just said coming soon, and I was just I just sat and waited, and they finally did one with like USB C. Um, so yeah, definitely recommend it. It's it's awesome, and this this thing will be coming to me coming with me to PAX or anywhere I'm going where I can I want to kill some time. Uh, it's it's pretty compact, so yeah, loving it. Awesome, I'll have to take a look at that because that sounds like a lot of fun. Because I I always look at like dead cells on on like the Apple store or the app store. And I'm like, I don't really want to use the touch controls. It doesn't sound like fun. Um, yeah. you know, so yeah, I'll, I'll be definitely looking at that. Uh, speaking of mobile, mobile games, I am, I'm recommending a game called nighthood. Um, it, I, nice. I picked it up and I think it's made by the people who made candy crush, but it's, <laughs> it's like a, it's like an RPG. So you have this like character, your knight or whatever. And, and you got to like, go through and, and you know it has you have like stamina so you can only play so much throughout the game you know it's like your typical like uh like almost like what the hell is that stupid game that every streamer gets sponsored by um, oh raid shadow legends raid, raid shadow legends which i once yeah. tried and i didn't get into and then i started playing this one and i was like actually this one actually is is way designed way better and seems like does not feel like pay to win or anything like that um, mm-hmm. certainly you can only play so much and you get, you, you do have to grind. So if you like something to kind of like actively grind, like think about like how you're grinding in like a yeah. game and not just like wasting away your time, I would say it's a pretty fun game. I've been enjoying the hell out of it. And you know, it has like events that you could do to get like cool, cool gear and stuff like that. And like you, you, you like you get heroes like in each here, uh, each battle, you bring two heroes, and they all have different, uh, I guess, affinities or, or whatever. They're good against certain kinds of enemies, and then you got to think about mm. that. And then, like sometimes, you just go into an encounter and you get bonus rewards if you just do the objectives that they want you to do, rather than picking the best weapon and the best heroes for the match. They say, "Oh no, you got to pick." this kind of hero, this kind of weapon, you got to do this during the battle and you'll get like a bunch of extra, you know, shit. So like, you know, it's, it's fun. It's active. And I, I think it's like, you know, a, a pretty, pretty fun thing. And they have guilds and some PVP stuff. So I've been enjoying it. Like I just been looking for like a mobile game that, that like I don't just beat and then never play again. I kind of want yeah. something like I could actually feel like I'm progressing through something. So I've enjoyed it. I don't know. It's like, it's like weird. I never thought I would be into it. But I am so. That's night now, folks. Big question though: Have you put any money into the game yet? No, I have not. Oh, wow. Not yet. And how long have you been playing it? Uh, a week. Oh, okay. Okay, a week. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, so it's been like a long six time. months. You know? No, no, no. Because like that's amazing. Like, um, I have not. The only time I feel like I'm going to, I will say this. I so at the beginning of an event, it usually runs for like a month or so right and you accrue like event points by doing certain quests or or doing like an event like thing an event thing whatever i don't know i don't know what they're Mm -hmm. called but 
and, and as you get more quest uh, like event points, you unlock more stuff. And then of course they have like the battle pass side, right? Where you get extra stuff. So you, here's the free side and then here's the, the pay pay side. Yep. It's five bucks. I was all, I almost did it for the event that I, I, I kind of came into, but that event just ended and I went to Reddit. I was like, is it worth doing the event? Is it worth paying for it? And they're like, well, maybe at the beginning because it also helps you get double XP and stuff like that. So I might, if I'm still playing when the next event starts, I might throw five bucks in just for that. But I haven't like paid for anything like, you know, more currency or gems or anything like that or stamina. Like, you know, it's, it's, um, I'm still free to play currently. Nice. But yeah. And I, I also just a recommendation too, because this is something I've done is like, I know you're on iPhone, but there's an app, uh, Google Opinion Rewards. And also there's another app called Atapoll, A-T-T-A poll. And you can like fill out those um, surveys. I think we actually might've talked about it already at some point. Um, but I've used it like for Google Opinion Rewards. I've just, you know, you answer a few surveys every now and then. And I've used it as Google Play Credit to like, I think I bought Retro Bowl with it, like the pro version, um, and it was basically free. All I had to do was answer a few surveys for like a month or whatever, and then I earned enough to to actually um, purchase that. So it's probably a rabbit hole you're going to end up going down if you get too much into the surveys, and then all of a sudden all the money that you're putting into the game is from the surveys, and all of a sudden you've spent, you know, hundreds of dollars or whatever into the game. <laughs> I know that can happen with mobile games, but just a tip for anyone out there that – you know, uh, doesn't like any of these predatory practices that these mobile games have, you can combat them by filling out surveys and selling your data. And then, (laughs) (laughs) and and then, and then you pay for the stuff in the mobile games. That'll teach them. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I did actually do the poll thing. We didn't talk about on the show. We talked about it at a trip that we were on. I forget which one, but Hey, um, this has been a great episode. I think an all timer. Right. Yeah. We're, we're hitting all timers at this point in our career. Right? Top nine. Top I would n- say. I would say top nine for sure. It's probably going to make the top 10 too. <laughs> if I had to guess, but um, please plug everything you need to plug, Matthew. Yeah. If you guys want to follow me outside of the podcast at Matty Gorm, uh, G O R M, on Twitter and TikTok and Instagram and YouTube, all that sort of stuff. I have been streaming over on Twitch more recently as well, but been playing uh, some Return to Moria. Uh, so follow me over on twitch.tv slash Gorm. We've had a good number of people popping in as well, so it's been a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, you can follow me over there. And uh, yeah, Tommy, you want to plug yours? And then we'll we'll talk about how people can follow the show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Continue to find me on Twitter at FreshBudsPod, where uh, is the home for my Flesh and Blood trading card game podcast podcast. Uh, called fresh and buds it's a good time over there if you ever want to check out the game or if you just want to you know learn about it you can just dm me if you want if, if this that's something you want to learn about and uh i will put point you in the right places i got i got friends all over that community um yeah other than that you know hey check out fresh juice on all platforms whether it's youtube tiktok instagram twitter all at Fresh Juice Pod. It's a great way to support the show. We're doing this for no money. And the best <laughs> way you can support us is by loving us. 
and uh, we know that you all do, and, and uh, we love our juice heads. You guys we are do. the coolest, but did I forget anything? Um, no, just stay juiced. 